0: Hello. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica, here. And I am so excited for this week's episode. And we are going to talk all things spirituality. I'm calling it Catholics to Crystals because the girl was raised Catholic. And now I am not a practicing Catholic. And I kind of want to talk about it. I want to talk about things I've learned About spirituality, how it has affected me and how it has affected my growth. And you know, I talk all the time about the mind body spirit slash soul connection. And we talk about the mind and body a lot. So I want to dive into the spirit and the soul a little bit. And so we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to share, you know, some things I've done recently that have deepened my spiritual connection, some tips I have if you want to deepen your spiritual connection, and really how just my spiritual path has unfolded and how much I'm loving it. So let's dive in.
1: Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to another
0: episode of the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica Bishkal, here, and I'm really excited for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. So let's get started. First, what am I grateful for? So I am grateful for kind people. Little story time, super quick before we dive in. So this morning I worked at the spa all day. Um, I do a couple Sundays a month and usually like one, maybe two. And so I was like, you know what? We were up really late last night. That's a whole nother kind of clusterfuck of a story and <laughs> got to love it. So I love Kyle, but sometimes he has the worst luck with cars at sometimes. And And uh, yesterday was one of those moments. Anyhow, so we were up late and I had to get up early to walk the dogs and to attend a meeting that I always attend on Sunday mornings before I go and work if I'm working that day. And so I was like, you know what? Treat yourself. I'm going to get Duncan. I love Duncan. I need the coffee to power me through the day. So went to Duncan, got my order, but I did not realize they messed it up until I was well on my way to work. It was too late to turn around and I was really fucking sad about it because I was like, Oh, this is bitter and this is not
1: good. Well, where I work at the spa, it does have a cafe because I work at a lifetime. And so they have like a cafe, they have a spa. It's a full gym. It's pretty, it's a
0: pretty legit setup. Honestly, real talk. That is why I work at the, that's why I work there. You know, it's pretty sweet. Anywho, so. I was like, hey, guys, can I pay for just a flavor shot? Because honestly, this is disgusting. Co- like, they messed up my coffee order, and I don't know if I can even drink it. Can you please help me? And they just, like, gave me a free, like, thing of just some flavor shots. And so I'm grateful for kind people who just, you know, treat treat their employees right, who just know, like, hey, we do, like, the spa and the cafe, like we have a lot of connections, and you know, like they come to us, we go to them. So that was just really nice of them, really clutch. I so appreciated because I like basically spent my whole Sunday there, and I was I was bummed. I was bummed I didn't catch it earlier. I wish I'd realized it. Um, and for those of you who do not know, my Dunkin' order large iced coffee, no cream, no sugar, but I like the mocha flavor. And this is where they messed it up. They did like one pump of the mocha flavor, which. Okay, when it's that large of a coffee, like you don't even taste it, and that's like super frustrating. So the fact that I like couldn't taste it, it was so bitter, I was like, oof. And if I had been home, I would just like added some of my creamer to it or something, but I wasn't home, so yeah, it was really nice. So basically grateful for good, kind people <laughs> who come in clutch when someone else fucks up the coffee order. Am I right? Now, what am I currently loving? I'm going to do two things. It's a twofer this week because there's a couple things I've been obsessed with. First, I've talked about her before, but Megan Moroney's new album came out on Friday, uh, Cinco de Mile," and it is so fucking good. Megan Maroney, her album's called Lucky. My favorite song is Mustang and Me, and it is so damn good. So good, especially if you love country music, especially... Your heart has ever been broken, these anthems are just meant for you. I love it, love, love, love it. So, listen to that if you're into country music. Check out her new album, and it's her debut album, which I think is even cooler. Like her first album, she's fucking crushing it. Now, I told you guys that I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately, and so I guess this is almost a three-peat. I listened to two this week. And one, I've been loving listening to audiobooks, especially because I have a handful of podcasts I listen to every week and I love it. But if it's only a weekly show, like I work from home, I get through them very quickly. And so then I was kind of like filling it and filling in the blank space with either music or like news podcasts. And honestly, the news ones were depressing me. I was like, fuck this shit. I literally cannot stay in the state of our world. The state of our country it drives me crazy. So I was like, Let's try audiobooks. And it's been really good to listen to stuff that honestly, I probably would enjoy
1: reading. But with my 75 hard stuff, I really don't read fun books that much. I'm working on it. I am. I did start a new fun book uh, today, actually, but
0: I don't make as much time for the quote fun books. And so I was like, what a great opportunity to listen to some. And so I listened to two this week, one of which I've heard about for years and years and years, and it's called Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. And it's essentially like set in the, uh, what's it called? The gold rush in California. And it's this woman who due to life circumstances, really having a hard childhood, she was essentially like sold into prostitution um, as, as a child. And then this guy like comes in, who's like a devout Christian, and basically wants to marry her. And he's like, God, why do you want me to marry this woman? And it's kind of their story. And it's very much I think they I don't know the Bible that well. But uh, I think they said it's based off the story of um, Hosea. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But it was really good. It kept me on like the edge of my toes. I apparently it's a movie. I haven't seen the movie. But the book was very, very good. I loved it. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Again, it has those like Christian undertones, but I don't think it's really preachy per se. It's just very good. It's very good. And uh, the re- the title Redeeming Love is very much encompassing of basically what the storyline is all about. So I loved it. Now for a different book that I listened to, I literally just finished it right before I started recording. And it is called 20 Years Later by Charlie Donlia. And essentially it is this woman who died um, in 9-11. Now, it's not real. This is not a real story. But essentially, the whole book is around this woman who died in 9-11, and her remains are identified 20 years later. Thus, you know the book title. Her remains are identified 20 years later. And this reporter who is going to do a story about it realizes, oh, at the time of her death, she was actually the main suspect of this like really big murder case that happened. So then it goes through like uncovering details of the case. And then the reporter has her own backstory. That's kind of wild and crazy. And I don't want to give it all away, but if you like suspense and like mystery, I wouldn't call it thriller by any means. Um, but if you like mystery, I would definitely definitely listen or read, read it. Um, I will say it's not like sexual in the sense of it describes sex by any means, but like the murder, um, there was some like weird sex stuff there. So not children appropriate. Okay. Most of the book is pretty children appropriate. I mean, as children appropriate as a mystery uh, detective novel can be, but just be aware. I wouldn't listen to those parts in front of kiddos. So those are basically three things I'm loving. Y'all, I just had to share it all with you because it's so good. So when it comes to book recs, guys, send some my way. If there's a book that you absolutely loved, I want to put it on my list because honestly, I love to read. I'm a big reader, and but finding the time to physically read has been difficult, especially when I'm doing a ton of other things. And so I do read almost every day, especially because of doing phase one of the 75 hard right now. I did decide to restart it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, The only thing I'm a little concerned about, because it's 30 days, is we're supposed to go to Lake Havasu with some friends, even just for a day. But it would be like a whole day trip. And I don't know how I'd pull it off that day. But I'm going to do my best. Okay. So if you have book recommendations, I personally love like mystery. I love the fun beach romance novels. Please send any book recs my way. I will take them. I want to start listening to some good stuff. I just downloaded a new fun book that I am actually reading called Hidden in the Pines. And I'm not that far in. I'm only like three chapters in. But so far, it's really good. Um, So imagine like I grew up loving Nancy Drew. I don't know about anyone else. So whatever the adult version of Nancy Drew is, like hit me up. And of course, you guys know I love Nicholas Sparks books. They're my favorite. So I got to read one of his other newer ones that's on my list. But like I said, I think last week or two weeks ago, I use the Libby app, so I just put stuff on hold. Libby and Goodreads are two apps I would 110% recommend. I love being able to track what I'm reading. I love being able to download things. It's very, very helpful. Okay, so now I want to share, talking a bit about spirituality today, I want to share how I went from fucking pretty strict Catholic to crystals. I'm the crystal bitch now. And it's quite the journey, to be quite honest. I didn't have the best experience with Catholicism, but I'm also not here to, you know, diss people's religion. Okay. So I want to preface that I am a firm believer of whatever works for you, as long as you don't treat people like shit and, you know, basically follow the golden rule, of be nice to others, do unto others what you want done unto you or whatever it is. Like, I really am someone that thinks various forms of religion and spirituality, all kind of stem in the same. And I know that's probably going to piss off a lot of you who are like a devout, fill-in-the-blank, Jew, Christian, Muslim, whatever. Okay? But I am someone that I think the principles and the tenets of all those various religions all kind of have the same goal, which is don't be a piece of shit and love one another. That, in my opinion, is the dumbed-down version. Now, I will say there are various aspects of Catholicism I love. Like, I've shared this with you guys before. I'm a structure person. So, I love the tradition of Catholicism. I love the saints. I love the sacraments. You know, I loved like the rosary, and I'm a big Mary gal. I love Mary and all all her various apparitions. I was born on um, Our Lady Guadalupe's feast day. And so, I've just always had like this connection with Mary. Um, I love her. But, What I would say I believe now is I definitely believe in a higher power and I don't really care what you call it, call it God, you know, call it whatever. Source, spirit, universe, Allah, I don't care. Call it whatever you want. But I do believe there's a higher power. I just think there's more in this world. And to be quite honest, I've had too many experiences that I'm like, this is not a fucking coincidence to not think that there's like some form of greater force out there. Okay. And... I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but how Marianne Marco in her book, believe, ask and act, um, how she describes like her religious beliefs truly resonated with me because she is also a Catholic and she actually became Catholic as an adult, but she's also a psychic. medium, And she does not think that they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. She doesn't think that's contradicting. And I have to agree. And I love the lens. She looks at things through. And I actually just finished her book, Media Mentor, which I absolutely loved. It was so, so, so good. I'll probably do a deep dive into that at some point. Um, But I kind of want to work on my gifts first before. So this is kind of where I'm at today, though, guys. There's a lot of things I love about traditional religion. And I would actually argue that one of the problems in our society is that people don't go to church anymore and it's not because I think everyone needs to be like a Christian, okay? Again, whatever works for you. But I think it's the larger concept of churches. And, and this is, I'm like, I'm not someone that goes to church, but I have a spiritual practice. And I think that counts. I think the fact that so many people don't have any sort of spiritual practice um, in any way, shape, or form is kind of why our country is going to shit, in my opinion, and there's a couple of reasons for this. I think churches themselves can create a amazing space for community. And this is as someone who's been very much hurt by the church community. So I understand the contradiction there, but I do think that if you find one that works for you, it can be a very big blessing. I think it's good to surround yourself with people who have similar, similar moral, similar values to you. And so that's kind of where I'm like pro religion in a way But this is where I struggled with religion in a lot of ways. You know, Catholic guilt is a very real thing. And I know there's a lot of um, negativity out there about the Catholic church, and I understand it. But I will say, I never had a problem truly with like, quote, bad priests. Actually, I had several amazing priests in my life, and they have changed my life. Um, But I definitely had a problem. With very judgmental people of the church, like community members, you know? And I also have had great experiences. Some of my very good friends are like very devout Catholics, right? But I like, I was the person that would kind of like argue with the priest about shit that I think is stupid. Like that's always been my persona. For example, and I love my college priest, he's awesome, Father Ben, like shout out to you. But I literally would kind of be like, okay, so you can do other sacraments outside, but you can't get married outside. Make that make fucking sense to me. And it's shit like that, that I just, I'm like, that's so dumb. Like you say that God is everywhere, spirits everywhere. You know, you could get back, sorry, guys, you could get baptized outside, but you can't get married outside. How does that make sense? Like to me, it did not add up. I was like, this is kind of stupid. Whatever, little things like that I, I did not love. I also you know, I'll just say it. I don't love how the Catholic Church over the years has handled all those like sex scandals. like you shouldn't just shuffle people around. you should fucking kick them out and make sure they go to jail. Like I don't care who they were. I don't like I think that's so wrong. So I kind of struggled with some of that stuff, but I mostly struggled with like people being very judgmental and kind of like preaching this mindset of, oh love the sinner, not the sin. And Oh, like this church is made for sinners. Like we're all sinners. But then like, if anyone that didn't follow the rules exactly the way that they're supposed to was basically cast out. And I just, that's not the vibe. Okay. And I was a big, I actually was a very serious and devout Catholic for many, many years, but I was focused on like my relationship with God and Jesus. And, um, Honestly, I would say that is kind of what has stuck with me throughout these years is really, I do feel very connected to a higher power, to this, what I'm going to call universe source. I feel very connected to source and I always have. And when I look back at my childhood, you know, I do believe I'm developing some spiritual gifts. And when I look back at my childhood, I'm like, oh, they've always been there. I just put them under the Catholic umbrella. Okay. We're going to take a drink break. So I had a bit of a tickle in my throat and I wanted to not, you know, cough everywhere. Okay, what was I saying? Oh, I am developing my spiritual gifts right now. And I'm going to kind of dive into that when I get more on the blue, blue side. But when I'm developing my spiritual gifts, I've realized I've always had these gifts. I just put them in the Catholic umbrella. And I was like, oh, this makes sense in this Catholic way. And so that's where I think all this shit's connected. I'm going to be honest. And I'm sorry if I like offend you, but like, this is my personal opinion. Honestly, if you don't want to hear it, like I would just stop listening to this episode. That's okay. Not every episode is for everyone. Sometimes that is okay. But now I have really dove into what I call spirituality, you know? And I know there's a lot of like devout Christians and Jews who really hate that term. And I would assume Muslims. I just don't know what to Muslims. Um, who hate that concept because they're like, oh, it's paganistic. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And you know, okay. But don't you think that this higher power made all these things? Like y'all know, I love human design. Y'all know, I love astrology. Y'all know, I love the chakras, but do you not think your God or whatever, like made this shit? I mean, come on, like God made the universe. God made the stars. Isn't that what everyone believes? So why would we shit on these concepts? I mean, even if you look, I'm not an expert by any means, but there's 12 astrological signs. There's 12 disciples in the Bible. There's a lot of like different connections like that. You know, in numerology, the, the talk of repeating numbers is like a spiritual sign that you're on the right path. Right. And like these different repeating numbers mean different things. Well, numbers are very, very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very important in the Bible as well. You know, like there's a lot of numer or numar- numerical, numerical. Sorry, guys, words are hard today, apparently, which isn't like really super great for podcast report recording. But there's a lot of different numerical references in the Bible that people like make connections to. And again, I'm not someone who's read the Bible front to back. I have read a lot of it over the years, but I haven't read it in fucking years. And I'm a- I'm not like a church goer anymore. But diving into my spirituality has been a really, really interesting and beautiful and profound experience for me. And I feel honestly just as connected, if not more now, to God, Source, Universe, whatever, as I did when I was like a very devout Catholic and I prayed the Rosary a lot and I did the sacraments a lot and um, all that shit. Like, guys, I was like Catholic, like youth group attending, you know all that shit for years, years and years and years. And in some ways, I think it was, I'm like glad I was, you know, I think it helped me stay out of trouble for many years. But then at the same time, the Catholic guilt, like I said, is a very real thing. And then I kind of went the complete opposite direction. And having these people I looked up to basically talk down to me, you know, like have like I shared with someone um something that had happened to me that was not appropriate and was definitely like an adult being inappropriate, you know, and she basically like blamed me. I'm like, come on. Come on. And I hate that like guilty shit that a lot of Christians and I don't I don't want to say Jews cuz again, like I don't have a ton of like Jewish community ties, but um I hate how I have experienced in Christianity so much shaming and blaming. And I just think that's not helpful. It's not helpful at all, like at fucking all. Okay. So I love where I'm at spirituality wise right now, spiritually. I think that my relationship to source is super deep and I know it's just continuing to expand. Like I talk about spiritual awakenings all the time. I've definitely gone through one. I'm sure I will go through more It's kind of like an onion in my opinion. You just just continue to peel back layer after layer after layer. And so I wanted to share with you some things I've done to dive in. Okay. So if you're looking to increase your spirituality, again, I think you can tie these into various forms of religion. So if you want to put it in your, you want to put it in like your Christian bubble or whatever, you can do that. And I'm sorry, I'm only referencing Christianity mostly because that's what I've experienced with. And I don't want to insult other cultures and other religions because I don't want to speak about stuff I don't know. Okay. So please know I'm not trying to like leave anyone. I just don't know shit about shit. Be honest. I'm not as cultured in that area. Okay. So first thing, and I think it's probably not a shocker, but I think meditating and quieting your mind is an amazing, amazing way to dive in. To spirituality, because when you quiet your mind, when you quiet your spirit, quiet your heart, you're really able to start to make room for the messages that are needed to be heard, right? And this can be like an actual hearing, like you hear someone speak. It can be just an innate knowing. And again, this is kind of those um, those psychic gifts, right? Like I personally believe I have. Let me make sure I'm saying it right. cognizance. So just a deep knowing. I hope I picked the right one. I'm also kind of tapping into my clairvoyance. And these are all things that I have tapped into as a child. And I kind of put away because I was like, oh, that's crazy. But it's not. Um, So I think meditating and t- taking time to quiet your mind is a very important first step. Because if you aren't able to silence your mind, if you aren't able to... And, I shouldn't even say silence your mind, but if you aren't able to learn how to tune in, it's going to be really hard to be open to receive the messages that you're trying to receive from the universe, from God, from whatever. Okay. And let me put this in another perspective. Like, cause I know a lot of people are like, Oh no, like that can bring in evil spirits. That can do this. That can do that. One, I think it's super important to always focus on the light and you can speak out into the universe, um, that you only want to receive messages from the light that you are only here for the light. And I'm going to put my little Catholic spin on it. Right. Like, like I said, I love the archangels. I love the saints. I love all that shit. And so, you know, like, if you want to say like a St. Michael prayer, go for it for protection or, um, yeah, St. Michael, the archangel prayer. If you want to pray, pray the rosary, like, I really think that basically the rosary is a mantra, right? It's like very meditative because you're just repeating the same stuff over and over and over. And are you truly thinking about it that deeply? I mean, maybe you are. And if you are like kudos to you, but every time I prayed the rosary, even when I was thinking about the various, um, like what's the word I'm blanking on the word, but you know how there's, if you're Catholic, you know what I'm talking about. There's like five different, um, things with the rosary where you can like reflect on each decade of the rosary into a different thing. I forget what they are. The different mysteries of the rosary. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the different mysteries of the rosary. So sorry people. I have not like I said, I've not practiced Catholicism in here. So I'm like, I don't know. Um okay, but I really think that like praying, whatever you want to call prayer, um, the rosary, I think these are all very similar things to meditation. I think we just have put like I think different religions put just put different spins on the same concept of learning how to quiet your mind. And it's not that you can't think, it's just allowing the thoughts to come in and not like getting super attached to them and let them just also go out at the same time, right? And I do believe that as you continue to do that, as you continue to quiet the mind, quiet the soul, like you're able to allow your soul to expand. And you're allowed, you're able to really like make room and make space for that spiritual expansion. Like guys, I pretty much almost go into like a trance now when I meditate, like I can get into a very deep meditation where time goes like that. Like I will think it's like five minutes and 45 minutes has passed. And that's how I know I'm getting into a different like vibrational frequency of meditating. And I have not always meditated for 45 minutes, half hour, even an hour. That has not always been the case, okay? But I started slow. So the O&O Academy Soul Sync Meditation, I love that one. It's a guided meditation. Joe Dispenza makes great guided meditations. There's a lot of guided meditations out there. So I'd look into those. And I think the first step is really learning how to quiet the mind, okay? The next thing, and again, this does get into more like Eastern medicine. And I'm assuming Eastern religions. I think maybe Buddhism. But again, I'm kind of speaking out of my butt right now. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But the chakra system, it is so incredibly important to, in my opinion, learn about the chakra system, learn about the different energy centers in the body. Because as you do, you're tapping into the different like parts of your spirit and your soul and your energy and being able to help clear blockages that you may have in different parts of your energy, again, is going to just bring so much peace to your mind. I'm going to dive into that a little bit more in, when I talk about some different modalities that you can do. And so learning the chakras is really important. I have a whole episode about it where I dive really deep and I like reference um, where I've learned about the chakras, but they're different energy centers in your body and they're connected to different physical symptoms and honestly, and different physical like functions of your body. But I really think that learning the chakras can be very, very, very beneficial to you because it help you, especially when you kind of learn, like, what does a block chakra look like? Because it can help you learn, like, do I need to um, work on this area of my life? And if I do work on this area of my life, how can that help me? So learn the chakras. Now, this one may be controversial, may piss some people off, but fucking send it. This is Catholic to Crystals, right? So get yourself some crystals. Or you don't have to get crystals per se, but look into the different physical tools that you can use to help enhance spiritual practices. So like I was just saying, for Catholics, that can be a rosary, right? That can be holy water. That can be holy oil. That can be sage, salopanto, or palo santo. Wow. Palo santo. And again, please ethically source these things, guys. That is very important because you're bringing that energy in. Crystals. Um, tarot cards, chakra cards, oracle cards, like I always pull a chakra card at the end. And when you learn how to read these things, it is just another way for you to tap into source. And I know this might sound crazy. I know you're probably like, Erica, what the fuck are you talking about right now? But I swear to God, that when I meditate specifically with certain crystals, it enhances my meditations so much. And I do believe that they do help to enhance your spiritual practice and to bring healing and clearing and like protection depending on which ones you get you know there's so many and they all have different meanings and when you go to a crystal store honestly you want to get the ones that feel drawn to you like if you're looking at a pile of crystals and one sticks out that's the one you're meant to get because it is literally calling to you and again there's probably a lot of people who are like all oh, this pagan shit okay but again. If this is coming from the earth when God had made that, that's my argument to that. Like, if this is a natural resource from the earth, this isn't man-made, then that means that God, source, whatever, made it. And if it is a healing modality, why not fucking use it? That's my two cents about that. Take it, fucking leave it. But all these different things, tarot, pendulums, I don't use pendulums. I've just never dove into that, but a lot of people do. Um crystals, different card decks, I think they can be very, very, very helpful. And I swear, that's why I love to pull a chakra card. Like I do always at the end of every episode, like last week's card literally hit the nail on the head. I can just pull one. sometimes I will pull one before I meditate, I'll be like, Okay, what, what message do I need to hear today? And I'll pull a card. And then once I have that card, I'll read the little message, I'll grab a crystal associated and I'll be like, okay, awesome. That's so cool. And sometimes I'll focus on it while I meditate. Other times I'm like, okay, this is like in my awareness. If I need to have clearing in this area or healing in this area, I'm going to do it. Okay. Now, next thing is leaning into your inner voice and learning how to trust your instinct and trust your gut. Now, This is where human design comes in. And I think it is very important to learn your human design chart and to learn your astrological chart and learn for human design specifically. You want to learn how it is that you best can make decisions, which I believe it's either authority or strategy. Both of those are super important. So look up both of those. I think it's authority. Uh, Yeah, it's authority. Look up your authority. You want to know your energy type, your authority, and your strategy. And so I'm a manifesting generator with a sacral authority, and my strategy is to respond. And so sacral for me means that I need to like follow my gut, but some people are emotional authorities or different types of authorities. And so look at that, look into that. And once you start aligning with that, I swear to God, it changes your life. Okay, it changes your life. So learn how to best listen to your intuition. Again, I think human design is an amazing tool. And some people are like, oh, it just puts you in a box. It puts you in a box. I don't think it puts you in a box. The light just flickered. I don't think it puts you in a box. I think personally that it is an amazing tool that, again, for me, when I heard my human design chart, I was like, holy shit, I feel like someone is telling me the story of my life. I feel like this is so spot on for different challenges I've had, different wins I've had, And I actually learned that a lot of times that I had things happen for me and like go well, it was when I was following my human design chart without even knowing. Okay. So learn your best way to tap into your inner voice. Now, spiritual books, I think are very helpful. I, as I've stated before, I'm a big fan of Marianne DeMarco. So I would look up her books. I've read her two books, Believe, Ask, Act and Media Mentor. And they're very good. I would start with Believe, Ask, Act. I think it provides a very good lens into kind of this combination of spirituality, spiritual practices, and how you can use it in your everyday life. And let's see, Gabby Bernstein, her books are really good. Like the universe has your back. That's an amazing book. That's an amazing resource. There's a lot that you can do, but learning how to tap in your inner voice and follow that inner voice, that inner intuition, I believe is an important spiritual practice because you're learning how to trust your intuition and you're learning to trust that the universe, God, whatever is guiding you. And you know, again, for those of you who are like, this is demon pagan shit. Okay, from a Christian perspective, how is it any different than when you pray and you feel like God's speaking to you? Or you feel like you've got this divine message, this divine download? It's all the same shit. yes, it's all the same thing. In my humble opinion. Okay, so let's just let's just be mindful of that. Now. Last thing, and this is where we're going to get into a bit of a story time. So I apologize. This might be a bit of a longer episode, but I think and something I've added most recently is tapping into people who do have amazing spiritual gifts and using the work of either like a psychic medium or an energy healer or something along those lines with someone you trust. Okay. With someone who you believe has good credentials I can share who I went and saw, you know, I've already had some friends book with her and she is incredible. I went and saw Tristan Browning and I don't want to label her because I don't know the exact label that she goes by, but she has some very powerful gifts. And so the first thing I did with her was an energy healing session. And why did I do that? So as I told you guys, I just finished MBA. MBA has completely changed my life. And I knew that I had Worked through so many things through MBA, but I did still feel like I had some blockages. And I was like, you know what? I do therapy, I do all these things. I do this course, I do therapy, I do ACOA, I do all this shit, but I still have some blockages. So why not bring in someone who is trained to help you work through these things? And our session was fucking life changing, it was life changing, guys. Okay, so. Basically what we did is she asked me why did you book this and I told her pretty much what I just told you guys I was like hey you know what I've made so much great progress I'm really happy about this progress but I feel like I have some things that are kind of like stuck in my energy or in my body like I said maybe a blocked chakra whatever and I was like I just want some help with clearing these blockages and allowing myself to kind of have more free flowing energy through my body because even though I do feel very in tune, I know that these blockages can help, pre- can prevent me from getting accurate messages and also can potentially prevent me from like actually diving into my potential. Okay. So I shared that with her. She did a cleansing, like a spiritual cleansing. I don't remember what she used, so I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, and then she put me into like a slight hypnosis, but like, I still knew what was going on, but I was technically in a hypnotized state. But this is where I feel like I go into trance meditating because it felt the exact same. Like I was aware, but time went like that. It was crazy. And so then she, um, did like this hypnosis and we did this timeline meditation, which was very interesting. And I've done one before. And this one was definitely more powerful being guided by someone. Cause the one I've done before. I did through MBA and Catherine's amazing, but it was very powerful having the healer like with you present. I mean, I, we did it over zoom, but you know what I mean? Like present in your energy field. Okay. And then, so she did this timeline meditation and she's like, okay, Erica, you gonna be like on this cloud. You're looking on your timeline. Where, what age do you want to go to? Where do we need to work? Do some work. And instinctively I was like seven. Okay. Seven's kind of weird guys, because for me, I have, I don't, I don't know if everyone does, but I have defining moments in my life where big things happened that produced a lot of pain. And the age of seven is actually not one of them. So I was like, why does my mind want to go to seven? I don't know, but it did. And so we went to age seven and she did a lot of intense inner child healing. We did affirmations while doing tapping, which is like EFT. So she did affirmations while I tapped right here. And tapping is a whole sequence, but that's what we did in the moment. And guys, it was powerful. I felt such a powerful release. Like I started crying and I was like, why the fuck am I crying? It was powerful. Okay. And then she's like, we did these affirmations and it was beautiful. It's private. So I'm not going to share what they were, but it was like very powerful, especially like at age seven, inner child healing affirmations. And I really felt like I was starting to embody them and I could feel the release. And it was so weird. And this might make me sound like a crazy person, but this whole episode probably makes me sound like a crazy person. So like, fuck it. But when I meditate, guys, I can feel the energy around my body. I can feel it. And I feel it like above my body, around my body. I feel my energetic body. I feel my plane. And this is where I'm actually looking into learning energy healing. I'm looking into all these different things because I do believe that I have gifts and I don't mean that in a cocky way. I just, I believe I have certain gifts and I think the podcast is one of them. Okay. So continuing on then she's like, I'm going to do some energy healing. It's going to be quiet, but don't worry. I am working on you. And so just kind of like chill and I'm going to do this work and then we'll talk about it after. So I did not know how long I was like laying there. It was a while. And again, I could feel like the energy move throughout my body. It was so weird. And I just want to shout her out. Like She did such an incredible job and she took as long as was needed for the session. Like it was scheduled 45 to 60 minutes and we ended up going like an hour and a half, which was incredible. And I'm so grateful that she gifted me with that healing in that time. So then we talked about it after. And she went through all the different chakras and the different blockages I have in certain chakras. And it was really interesting. So I'm not going to share all of them because honestly, it's private. But one thing, but this ties into my next session. So I've had two sessions with her. The first one was an energy healing one. So one thing she brought up was, okay, your throat chakra. I don't, I don't think she said it was like specifically blocked, but there is a past life that is kind of hanging around like a past life of yours. That's hanging around your throat chakra and is being very, very protective of it. And you know, your throat chakra is like the communication chakra. Um, you know, what you speak, what you say, what you communicate, your message to the world, things along, that, along those lines. And so she was like in a past life and I'm a believer of past lives to me, it makes the most sense. Um, and to be quite honest, even if I'm wrong, brings me a lot of peace to think that I may reincarnate in a 100 years versus just like being in a hole in the ground the rest of eternity. That fucking freaks me out. And um, I don't know, I like the concept of past lives. That's what resonates with me, to me makes the most sense. And I do believe that we bring things from past lives into our current life. So another book I'm going to recommend that talks about like, not past lives per se. It actually talks more about spirit babies is the book spirit babies, but I get a lot of my thoughts from that book because I think it just resonated very deeply with me. Anyhow, so past lives, in my opinion, carry with you into the next life. And sometimes we take these lessons on. And sometimes in my opinion, we have these like karmic contracts of lessons we need to work through in a lifetime. And so she said that in a past life, I had been killed for speaking my truth, speaking my voice. So then she did some energy healing on that and was like, it's okay to speak your truth. It's okay to speak your, like to use your voice. And what I thought was so interesting is there are many activities that have been so healing to me that are connected to the throat chakra. You know, I've been talking out on here more how I've always loved to sing and singing can be an amazing healing modality for the throat chakra. And I don't think it's a coincidence how much joy singing brings into my life. You know, like I was talking about that Megan Maroney album. Yeah, I'm singing it on repeat, like all over the house. Sorry, Kyle, but I'm fucking obsessed. And I like force him to listen to it with me, essentially. Not force, but you know what I mean? He's hanging around. And as I'm cooking dinner, he's hearing me be belt out Mustang and me for like the 12th fucking time because I'm one of, the, one of those people that like listens to a song on repeat. So she did this energy healing and it was so interesting. But this is where I noticed the biggest change was she said that I have like a very strong presence attached to my crown chakra, which can affect like your thoughts. And she's like, are you someone that has over like does overthinking struggle? She didn't use the term struggled with overthinking because she's like, you're not an overthinker. It's just something you've been working through for years. And she's like, we have a very strong, heavy energy. That is connected to that, and so I want to. I cleared that, and she's like, sometimes it's parents, sometimes it's you know, just other outside influences. But she was like, you have this very strong energy that is connected to your crown chakra, and it is not helping you in this with the overthinking and the not trusting yourself. And guys, as I've shared on the podcast before, I think because of some of the stuff I went to. To an extent, not towards others, but towards myself, I could be very negative towards myself. I really struggled with positive self talk. I did not trust myself. And I do think part of that is trauma, like that is a trauma response in a sense. So I do believe that was some of the energy. But guys, when I tell you that after this session, I felt lighter, I felt clearer, I didn't have that negative default anymore, it's crazy. And this might make me sound like a psycho, but fuck it. I was really struggling with not trusting myself with like very basic little things such as locking a door. And I almost had almost like an OCD tendency where I'd lock the door and I'm like, but did I actually fucking lock it? And as soon as I got to my car, I'd be like, I don't know if I actually locked it. So then I'd go back to the door and I'd make sure I locked it. And I'm like, okay, I locked it. But then as soon as I get back to my car, I'm like, but did I? And this overthinking, this not trusting, it's so dumb but it's something I was struggling with, right? And so ever since that session, ever since she cleared this out, I have not been struggling with that hardly at all. Like I would say I was at like an eight or nine with it before, like 10 being the worst. I was like an eight or nine, it was bad. And now I'd say I'm like a two, like some, I'm not gonna say I never have a negative thought about myself, but it is so minimal. And I've noticed I catch myself if negative self-talk comes up and where maybe I would have naturally gotten very defensive and just like inner wounded inner child would have jumped onto something because I thought someone was like trying to hurt me in some way. I don't have that reaction anymore to certain things. And it's like very, very cool. Okay. So that was my first thing I did with her was this energy healing. And I have noticed a huge difference. Like I wish I could describe it more thoroughly to you guys, but I just feel Up a million times better. Like it changed my fucking life a hundred percent. So then after that, I was like, I really want to do a past life regression because I believe in past lives. I think it's powerful to know your past lives. And so I did a past life regression with her. And long story short, because I'm running out of time and I don't want to make this super, super long for y'all. But long story short, we dove into three past lives. Like I did it like two weeks later. We dove into three past lives of mine. And in one of them, I was like the town healer witch person. And I basically saw that I was being executed for that. And so then she helped heal me. And because one thing that can, with the past life thought process, sometimes as a protective mechanism, we take on energies from previous lifetimes in this current lifetime and we may not even know it. Okay. So for example, You know, I believe that in a past life, I was hung for my beliefs for speaking out for healing people on ashamed, like not being ashamed and um, being unapologetically myself, and I died for it. And I think that is now why I have very much been scared to be seen. Like I really, honestly, guys, being transparent, even though I have a fucking podcast and I share so much with y'all, I get scared to be truly seen for myself. So honestly, this podcast has been so incredibly healing for me because it's allowed me to share my truth in a space. And I've gotten some amazing results and amazing feedback. I should say not results. I've gotten results too, but you know what I mean? I've gotten amazing feedback. It's been very healing and it's allowed me to see like you can be your true authentic self and it is safe. So in this section, we went through past lives and I learned some cool shit about myself. But then what she did that I think is very important and the key and the reason to do one of these past life regressions is she then again did some energy healing, some energy clearing and helped my physical body now, my soul, my spirit now disconnect from those energies from the past life. So, and I have noticed since then, I have not had that innate fear of being seen, of being heard and of just being myself. And I feel like so free to actually be myself for one of the first times in my life. And I just think that working with a medium, with a psychic, with a healer is one tool in the tool belt. And guys, I have been really diving into this stuff for years. And so I don't think necessarily you need to do it right off the bat. Okay. I do think it's a powerful tool, but I don't think it's something that needs to be done instantly. I think you can really build your trust. Because if you don't trust what they're doing, if you think it's all bullshit, like it's not going to be effective. You know, it's not. That's just how it works. I mean, even if you don't believe in any of this stuff, like the placebo effect is real. Okay. So if you do believe in it, if you do believe in the power of mediums and healers, I think it can be a very, very valuable tool. So those are my five tips. Learn how to quiet the mind, whether it's prayer, meditation, whatever. Learn about the chakras. Learn about the different energy systems in the body. Learn how a blocked chakra can present itself. Learn how a open chakra presents itself, so that you kind of get a feel for: Am I blocked in a certain area in my life? How's that affecting me? Three, look into the different spiritual tools: crystals, tarot decks, pendulums, um, chakra cards, oracle cards, whatever. There's so many different things. Breath work, I would say, is a tool, but again. Look into the different tools. Lean into your inner voice is number four. Learn how to trust your intuition. Learn how to best um, go forth with decision-making. Again, for human design, that would be your authority. I really recommend learning your authority and learning the signs, okay? Because it has changed my life doing that. And then the fifth is seek outside counsel with those who are seasoned. So again, that can be a book. That can be working with a healer. I really think it's important to learn from people and to utilize those gifts that people have if you feel called to. And for all of this, I want to preface that. Don't do something just because I tell you to do it. See if it's a good fit for you because every single person's spiritual practice looks different. So that's the caveat to this whole thing. It may not be a good fit for you. Okay? Like crystals may not be your thing that is okay. It does not need to be everyone's thing. Tarot might be your thing. I'll be honest, I'm not a big tarot person. Like I love when I see other people practice tarot, but I haven't gotten into tarot reading. And maybe I will someday, but also maybe I won't. And that's okay. You don't have to do everything. I say, start small, start like making baby steps to add spirituality more into your life and add these different spiritual practices into your everyday routine. So that can be two minutes of meditation a day. That can be two minutes of breath work a day. That can just be increasing your mindfulness. Are you mindful eating? Are you mindfully doing things throughout your day? I'm learning about the chakras, the energy system. Why do I want to say symptoms? It's not a fucking symptom. Sorry, guys. Words are apparently struggling today. But I just want to tell you guys that no matter, and you might leave this being like, this bitch is crazy. That's okay. But take it, take what resonates, leave the rest. I truly believe in that mantra because I don't think that everything is for everyone. That's why some people really gravitate towards traditional religion. And if that's what works for you, fucking awesome. That's what works for you. But these are things that have helped me kind of dive into my own spiritual practice. So with that, let's get a little woo-woo. If we haven't gotten woo-woo enough already. And let's pull a chakra card. So universe, what is it that we need to hear today? What's the message that you want the community to know? I would have taken all those, but that was like four cards and that's a lot. So let's see what the universe wants to know. So sometimes a card will fall out. Sometimes I just kind of like have a feeling when to stop. Okay. And we will get whatever card we are meant to have today. I do truly believe that. So, let's see. So, we got the determination card. Let's dive in. So, this is associated to your solar plexus chakra, but I am going to pull up the little passage with it. And with the solar plexus chakra, a citrine crystal. So, let me see. Here's my citrine if you're on the YouTube. It's beautiful. I love citrine. And your solar plexus is the one that is near your abdomen. Okay, so it's above your base chakra and below your heart chakra. Okay, it's the one that is yellow. If you're on the YouTube, it is one, two, three up from the base chakra. So it goes base, sorry, base, sacral, solar plexus, heart. So it's in between the sacral and the heart chakra. So number 16, the determination card. So I'm going to just read the passage because I think they're really powerful, and then I'll share my thoughts on it. You have called this card into your awareness today as a reminder of the power and the importance of determination. This powerful energy is calling you to align with it as you bring out the determination that lies within you. Everything at some point requires that extra energy to push it to the next stage of creation. Determination and will are the keys to amplifying your desired outcome at this time. You may have been working hard on a certain project and have come to a standstill. You may have doubts and negative thoughts that may be overshadowing your dreams. It is natural to have doubts. However, pulling this card is a sign that it's time to get focused and determined. Nothing in the world can take this dream from you. Allow the fire in your belly to rise as you bring forth the energy required to move to the next stage in your manifestation. It's time to be focused and clear on your outcome. What is it that you would like to create? What are your desires? You are the only one to make this happen, and it is important to keep your eye on the goal. Do not let it go. Do what needs to be done to make it happen. When you feel like all the odds are against you and you want to give up, know that you have the determination to succeed. This is powerful energy that lives inside you and is ready and waiting for you to surrender to its calling. Call forth the power of determination to once again bring you into alignment with your dreams and desires. It's truly amazing what you can achieve when you put your mind to something and apply determination. This is a great trait of a champion athlete. It's time for you to be a champion and go for what you desire and an affirmation associated with this is I am unstoppable I am sorry I am an unstoppable being of love and determination so yes, and one of what I'm taking from this message is to keep sharing the message I shared today to keep sharing my truth on the podcast to keep going forward and diving deeper and getting even more clarity on what my purpose is. So this is your sign. If you've been thinking about doing something, if something is on your heart to share, to do, to create, do not give up just because the road gets hard, okay? I talk about it all the time, but the road has been so hard for me in so many different ways. And I think the beauty that has come with those hard lessons is because I have not given up. I've not surrendered. I've not had the woe is me victim fucking mindset. So this is your reminder that even if you are maybe facing some obstacles, some struggles do not give up, do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on your goals and your desires and your dreams because you are worthy of it. And the universe has your back. The universe has your fucking back. So for whatever reason, this is what the community needed to hear today is to keep fucking going. And this can be in so many different areas. This can be in your career, your love life, um, so many different things. Your personal goals, your fitness journey, your mental health journey, so many areas. This doesn't just have to be like, I want to make X amount. This can be, I want to build better friendships and I don't know how. This can be, I want to get a business off the ground. This can be, I want to get in shape. This can be so many different things. Okay. So this is your reminder to keep fucking going and do not give up. If you have citrine, maybe carry it with you, use it in a meditation. Another thing you can do, depending on you know, your vibe is look up frequencies for healing the solar plexus chakra. There's tons of shit on YouTube. So look it up. Maybe just listen to that. You can listen to it while meditating, but you could also just have it as background noise as you're, you know, making dinner, doing the dishes, taking a shower, whatever. Okay. So thanks for getting woo-woo with me. I like that. I shared some of my spiritual story with y'all, some of my journey And I just want to be very clear. I'm not here to talk shit about other people's religions. So I really hope no one took it that way. I just am sharing what has worked for me as someone who was Catholic, who no longer really resonates with Catholicism, who definitely still respects it and loves so many of the traditions and the sacraments. But, you know, I'm vibing in my little witchy woo-woo world. And I'm here for that. And I love that. So. This is how I went from Catholic to crystals. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I know it was a different one, but I think it's kind of cool to dive into these concepts. And if you want to hear more about, you know, my deep dive into all this, my thoughts, my revelations, things like that, please let me know. But this was just the bare basics. So I hope these five tips helped you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Do not forget to stay empowered.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.